our church wanted to um, find uh, how to celebrate Pesach or, or Passover, right? And so we invited um, a Messianic Jew to come to the um, to the community to lead us through step by step. Well, I decided it would be a great opportunity for me to invite some Muslims over. And so I invited some Muslims that went to the local mosque. Uh, one was a Sufi, one was not a Sufi, and then a mixture there. And then I have some Jews sitting at the table, some Messianic, some just your normal, you know, normal Jews, and then some evangelical Christianists. I know it's kind of like an opening of a joke, right? And so... <laughs> It was absolutely fantastic. I mean, the rabbi was just on top of it because we had had uh, pitchers of uh, grape juice on on the table, and he said only the uh, Baptists of the Baptist Church could reverse the miracle of Jesus, you know? And we all had a great laugh that we, we turned the wine into grape juice, you know? And the, the other thing that came up was the conversation that took place among the the between the Jews and the Muslims. The Christians were on the sideline. They threw some things in, but then those were generally rejected. But then the Jews and the Muslims got along so great in this that something I'd never really seen before was when uh, when the um, Jews said, you know, um, I'm really sorry for the way sometimes Israel handles the Palestinians. And the Muslims said, I'm sorry, we should not go so crazy and deny the um, the right of Israel to exist. And there was silence there. When it was over, they hugged each other. We all made a commitment to go to the Eid celebration at the mosque. And lately, a bunch of us, including the Muslims, went over to the synagogue, to the temple, and forming real, real friendships. There are major differences here, right? And some really difficult conversations but at least they begin. They have begun to trust each other. It was just a beautiful moment. And I, at the very end of that, I was thinking of, um, you know, what just happened there. And uh, um, I thought of this is the miracle, miracle of man. I remember man. I mean, what is this? <laughs> That's how I felt about what just happened. What is this? You know, that was really that experience was manna from heaven. You know. Muslims, Christians, and, and the, the zombie. zombie apocalypse. Muslims, Christians, and the zombie apocalypse. And the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> a lot of questions. Yeah. And this is probably not going to go on the tape, but because we usually start with a story. But what kind of Jews were these? Like, were they just like they just started the conversation with not started the you know moment when they first began but they just decided to apologize this was at the end of a converse, long conversation we were talking i mean because the jews and the muslims do would do or wash before their prayers the christians didn't and so we were talking about oh we're alike there you know but the christians are all being Common ground. a little bit a little bit different yeah so we did that sometimes we use hand sanitizer i mean that could <laughs> Christians are pretty much ruining everything. Grape, grape <laughs> oh, juice, no. sanitize. We don't even ceremonially wash anymore. This is you just want a glass of wine. That's what you're doing. <laughs> this is not going to be on the tape now. Now, thank you, Matthew Stone. This is not going to be on the tape. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> so yeah, no, but so, this was so, at the end of a long right. process of them. 
just common, just building on common to know ground. each other right. and going, oh yeah, we have that. But the rabbi was doing that. The rabbi was making connections as he's walking us through the seder celebration, the of um, connections with with Christianity that the Christians didn't know were within Judaism. And the Muslims didn't even have to have the rabbi make the connection. They were making the connection. At they they the just table. saw it. They saw it. Yeah. And, and so was this was this rabbi a messianic Jew? He was a messianic Jew. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That is that is the most crazy, insane, hopeful story I've heard in but a there long were, time. Uh, Jews who were not messianic came there, but they just felt really, really comfortable. And now I'm in a a group of guys we call ourselves the Fat Guys for Lunch Bunch. You know. And we we go, <laughs> it's Jews and Christians and like I, I don't eat pork and some of the, the Jews are eating pork and so we tease the Jews them, were. you know. Well some of them, yeah, you know. Okay. We will and not name names here. It's the north it's the northeast, right? Yeah. So we we're you know, we we um but we've gotten to each other, we can laugh and joke about those kinds of things and accept the differences between us and have very hard conversations. I mean the beautiful thing is that when sometimes when one of the Christians wants somebody to walk alongside him when somebody's in the hospital, they'll call one of the Jews, wow. or when the Jew is uh, one of the Jewish individuals is um, you know going through a difficult time, they'll call the Christian and have them pray for them. So it's really nice to to see that. You know, this is kind of a, an aside, but I just feel like with all of the racial tension that's happening in the U.S., this I, if if Jews and Muslims can have celebrate their festivals together. Yeah. And still have common ground and meet together, whatever group you called. You might want to go for an acronym for that group. Um, but uh, <laughs> the, fat, the fat guy is something for, like that. guy's the for fat lunch. Guys for lunch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you might want to go for an acronym. But anyway, uh, but if they're able to do that, am I right? There's there's hope. I mean, no, I mean, that's that's huge it's in light of everything that's going on right now with uh, Charleston um, and other things that have happened in this country with racial tension. And certainly globally, there's a huge amount of tension between Muslims, Christians, and Jews, you had like a little bit of a microcosm of... Jerusalem. Jer- you had a, Except yeah, you had they a all like each other and are enjoying each other's company. Yep. That's, in, that's insane. Yeah, I don't think that a lot of us would uh, be so bold. Uh, maybe some people will try it next year around Easter, have a, have a Passover, and... Uh, you know, I would encourage you to first get to know some folks, maybe Muslims and uh, and Jews that you would uh, know and trust and want to be a part of something like that. And it would be interesting. But one question, Matthew, I know that there's somebody out there. There's a naysayer out there right now. He's in his car. She's in her car. They're running something, listening to this podcast yeah. going, yeah, but what's the point? What's the point of dialogue? That's what always seems to come up. There's always somebody that says, in the end, everybody's still not a believer they're still going to die and go to hell and that's where we get stuck with dialogue and we see it as sort of a pointless thing so what would you say about the idea of so what's the point of dialogue well someone should have told jesus that you know what i mean i mean what was he doing that's exactly what he was doing he was having conversations with who people who didn't believe and leaders who didn't get it right you know and so i think that we're in the same spot that jesus is why don't we follow his example and talk to people I, who are different. I really got to learn all these one-liners. Uh, he is like uh, the bountiful of just one-liners everywhere. I'm old. Yeah, just pithy. Just what? <laughs> I just That's my answer. No. <laughs> Next. <laughs> you, sir. <laughs> What's your question? No. That's the answer. But, I mean, it is, it is certainly true that uh, God uses all of these things. 
I think we have to get out of our heads that, that we're always going to be the one closing the deal and start looking at the mission of God in a little bit more broader context and not look at it as always an in or out, convert or not convert, but more see it as a whole way of life and that you might be spending some time with these guys and they say, well, you know, Christians aren't so bad. And then they might go to their home that evening and talk with their neighbor that's been sharing the gospel with them for years. I mean, that's the thing. We have no clue how God is using all of this. We have to get out of our heads that, that we are the be all and end all, and it's about us, and we're the, you know, the great white savior of you know, anybody that we meet. Or Asian. Great Asian savior <laughs> of anyone that we meet. You know, I've lowered my expectations. If I can get my socks on in the morning without getting wind, it's a good day. All right, so this show wouldn't be possible without sponsors. And at this point in the show is where, if you want to partner with us, we would put your ad. So if you want to be a part of the show, you, you want like, to partner with us. You like what we're doing. You want to be on our team, what have you. Bring this show to the world. Then email us and let us know. One, one last uh, thing. We're going to wrap this, this episode up. Um, but about five years ago, we had a conversation about the prophet Jeremiah and you kind of shared some of the basis of the, the psychology that you engage in yeah. on a professional level. And I, to be completely honest, up until that point, I was one of those folks that was like, eh, you go see a counselor. Maybe you need to see a counselor type thing. I just had, <laughs> I had made up my mind about, yeah, about yeah. all psychologists. And then, you know, we became good friends and I started opening my mind a tad, but that conversation really did shift the way that I viewed, um, a lot of daily life, actually. And so for those that maybe do get anxiety thinking about Muslims or are scared to share their faith or they feel overwhelmed, um, would you take a minute and just share a little bit of that, Jeremiah. that from the Bible, from, from Jeremiah? Yeah, I like Lamentations 3. I mean, if Jeremiah came in, I'd probably refer him to a psychiatrist to go on Paxil or something like that. But, you know, he didn't have any a any access to it, so he did better. But the whole... Uh, 19, first 19 verses in chapter 3 is really symptomatology of anxiety and depression. And he's on a roll. I'm in darkness with no life. My tongue is cleaving to the roof of my mouth. I'm wasting away because he's probably not eating, which is a sign of symptom of depression. Um, you know, passive suicidal ideation, better that I died in my mother's womb. God is like a bear or a lion ready to attack me. I'm a laughingstock to all the people. It's all wormwood and gall. He's on a roll, you know, just negative, inter negative inference after negative inference. And then he gives what I think is, what is that, verse 19, verse 20, the secret to uh, misery. And my soul continually thinks on this day and night. So, you know, that is the secret of misery. Get something negative. Let's just keep going over and over. Milk it till I get actually depressed and, and super anxious, right? But then, without benefit of Paxil, he goes, what, in the next verse? But then I call this to mind, and I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies and blessings are new every morning. Skip down, and then he breaks out into song, great is thy faithfulness, right? And so, what has he just done? He has changed the way that he's thinking about a situation. That's therapy. We're helping people see it in a new in a new light, without all the awfulizing and the horribleizing and the demandingness and catastrophizing and the I can't stand it-itis, to realize that you can, with Paul, say, I have found resources within myself to handle all things through Christ Jesus. I think that's a good one to end it on because ultimately that's part of what we try to do with this show, is that we find people in a deep pit of fear and despair and 
the thought of reaching Muslims isn't even on their mind. Yeah. And if we could just shift our thinking and recognize that God is alive and well, there is a Jesus Christ that's risen from the dead, and ultimately he wants to use us as a vessel to be able to demonstrate his love for Muslims. That changes everything. Yeah, exactly. Well, thanks for listening. 